on Saturday night, we learned that the Democrats are keeping control of the Senate. They could hardly be more excited at the Stephen Colbert Show. They looted Times Square, burned down Manhattan. Uh, everyone is dead. But, uh, you know, the Democrats won the Senate, so they're kind of excited. The, the propaganda circle fest that the Democrat Party has built inside of American media, not just news media, but all entertainment media, chapstick toting fluffers for the DNC. Stephen Colbert is but one of many, of course. Pretty amazing. Uh, they, they're very excited. I, You know, what if you were a normal person and you, well, why would you go to the Stephen Colbert show? Obviously, they, it's an amazing thing. Well, uh, good Tuesday to you and welcome. It has been one day since uh, what we used to call election day. Uh, and uh, now we don't. You know, um, Election Day isn't. We had uh, one of our brilliant listeners weighed in with Election Day isn't. Goes with the Democratic Party isn't. Friendly fire isn't. Common sense isn't. Uh, we've got a whole list of things that aren't. In fact, I was out with uh, my friend Randy last night who runs the Chris Plant store, and we were, uh, I'll confess, having a cool beverage. I was having a, an ice-cold bottle of Bud Light. I, I had two, uh, full disclosure, and uh, some chips and salsa, and we had a very nice time. And we were talking about uh, possibly a new T-shirt, things that aren't, things that aren't. And I just gave you a partial list there. But, uh, you know, friendly fire isn't, the Democratic Party isn't, common sense isn't, election day isn't. Uh, there are a couple more. And uh, things that aren't, uh, you know, like things that make you go, hmm, but uh, things that are not. Remarkable stuff. Kerry uh, Lake is uh, now available for anyone that like uh, would, would like her to run as uh, vice presidential running mate, perhaps. Kerry Lake, because Kerry Lake has been declared the loser in the, uh, in the big Arizona governor's race. And uh, they gave it to that that really kind of what is the the Democrats will vote for uh, the the lamest, most milk toast, the most uninteresting, the dullest. Carrie Lake is a star. She is a, she is an amazing political talent. I don't even like that kind of turn of phrase talking about politicians, but she's quite remarkable. And somehow the counting and the counting just went on and on until the Democrats said, "Hey, we've got uh, five more votes than you. We can stop the counting now." And it's just, it only took a week in this case. In California, they're still counting. They're still counting a lot of uh, races because Democrats are not good at their gazintas. They, uh, they're not good at elections. Well, that depends on what you mean by good at elections. If, uh, if what you mean is they're good at eventually winning by any means necessary with lots of mail-out ballots that don't have to be dated or signed or postmarked or, you know, then, uh, and a week later, you kind of, hey, look, we won. <laughs> who could have imagined? Gosh, who could have guessed? But now, now we're winning. And the, uh, the Republicans still have not seized control of the House of Representatives. And, and all of this looks perfectly normal to the Washington Post and the New York Times and CNN and, of course, to the Democratic Party. But I repeat myself, don't I? Yes, I do. I repeat myself very much. So we are, of course, at 888-630-9625. 888-630-9625 is the telephone number here. 
And uh, it's uh, amazing to watch what has happened to our political system, isn't it? And to our elections. You know, the Democrats, they were pushing all this mail-out ballot stuff before the Wuhan Red Death came along out of Wuhan, China, where the communists live. And Joe Biden was meeting with uh, the, uh, the top commie, and he forgot to bring up all the stuff that's important to the American people. But he did give away tens of billions of our dollars to uh, make the weather better. It's going to cost us a lot. It's a giant global redistribution of wealth scheme. It's a scam. It uh, makes any Ponzi scam look like a good deal. And uh, Joe Biden, what is it yesterday? $20 billion to Indonesia which I think is their gross domestic product for the last century. So, well, here, well, you will just write you a check. Here, take it. It's, really, it's not my money. My, my son, Hunter, uh, earned it, you know, because he's a talented artist. And uh, remarkable stuff, another $20 billion from us for Indonesia, the uh, archipelago of Indonesia. And uh, we're going to change the weather. Well, they're going to change the weather because we're giving them Tens of billions of our hard-earned taxpayer dollars. The middle class is very generous. I guess we're paying our fair share, huh? Is that what it is? Because, you know, they're like Boltneck and the Davos crowd. They, I talked about it last week, two weeks ago. The Washington Post had the front-page story that it was time for, quote, rich countries, that is uh, us and a few others, prosperous countries that have a work ethic and, you know, uh, Judeo-Christian um, uh, ethic, and, and we've been very successful as a result. So now it's time for the shakedown. It's time for us to be uh, targeted by the big shakedown, the global shakedown operation. And it's going to cost us tens, no, hundreds of billions, no, trillions of dollars. And you know what will happen to the weather? Nothing. Nothing will change. But, uh, you know, we're already $31 trillion in debt. It's, it's uh, fake money. Because the left is here, and uh, boy, they destroy everything. The um, it's uh, it's kind of amazing. We've got Joe Biden, and he also he was hanging out with Xi Jinping, uh, ricochet rabbit. And uh, when the meeting broke up, he started hacking and coughing. Joe Biden did, like, I you know I, I, he might die on Air Force One on the way home from the latest version of the Wuhan Red Death. Uh, pretty pretty amazing stuff. So we got that we got that going for us. Also, there were uh, three students murdered at the University of Virginia by another University of Virginia student. And uh, it is big national news, wall-to-wall, bumper-to-bumper. You may not be aware that four students were murdered at a university in Idaho yesterday. They're white, and uh, it's in Idaho, which is flyover country for the you know New York media, Los Angeles media, the cabal. And that's uh, not really news. Uh, four students murdered here. Not news. Three students murdered here. Big news. Big, big news. Very important news. Uh, it's, it's our news media. It's not a news media at all. Oh, speaking of which, NBC News has, for now at least, suspended their reporter that, uh, that, that produced that fine report on the Pelosi home invasion incident, the one in which he said the court documents and police sources and court sources told him that... Um, that Paul Pelosi answered the door and then backed away toward the alleged home invader who is a nudist uh, activist and a self-described member of the Green Party. And you notice we haven't heard anything from him at all or from his lawyer? Not a peep out of him. 
And no body cam video showing what happened and no security cam video. U.S. Capitol Police have video cameras at the house. Nothing. We got nothing. And it's uh, it's Soviet style. The whole story is uh, Soviet. But uh, NBC News reported they had a news reporter. I'm making quotation marks with my fingers. And he filed a TV report that aired on the Today Show. And it, it shocked the world. Didn't really shock the world. But it was, uh, you know, it was uh, full of interesting new information about the episode. And uh, then they withdrew the story within hours because Pelosi called and said, <laughs> and so they pulled the story. And uh, now they've suspended the reporter because you can't go around reporting things about Democrats that the Democrats don't want reported about them. Now, the reporter is a POC, as liberals say. He's a person of color, so that may save his career. Uh, I promise you if he were, you know, an Anglo-European Caucasian, they would have fired him rather than suspending him because, you know, you don't go around reporting stuff about Pelosi and the Democrats. And I, I, I guarantee you that this story, as I said at the time, got the approval of the president of the news division and probably higher up than that because, and that might save him because he could sue the heck out of them if uh, they fired him knowing that they all approved of the story before it went to air, which I guarantee you they did. Now, the Today Show executive producer did not make that decision on his or her or somewhere in between own, uh, on their, I'll say their own, on their own, because that'll cover all the Democrat bases. Pretty amazing, amazing stuff. So, yeah, uh, Biden in Cambodia calling it, repeatedly calling it Colombia. He called it Colombia when he was here in the United States. He called it Colombia when he was in Cambodia. The man is brain dead. Uh, and I like to apologize to brain dead people everywhere that just average Democrat Party voters. But but uh, pretty, pretty amazing stuff. Uh, also, the uh, the midterms are still happening a week later because the Democrats and this is what they've done to our system of electing people. And it's amazing how it has accrued to their benefit, the new system of electing people with the mail-out ballots and the count forever and the shh and the cameras go out where the ballots are for eight and a half hours overnight in Nevada and pay no attention to any of that. And then, then they do very, very well. The Democrats have a big scheme for the lame duck session of Congress. Uh, gay marriage, they're all going to have a mass wedding, you know, kind of like the Reverend Sun Young Moon things they're going to have in the Congress. All the Democrats are going to have one giant gay marriage. They're going to marry each other. What they call vote reform. That means they want to codify cheating that uh, benefits them. That's what they call vote reform. Debt ceiling. That's pretty funny. That's uh, that's good for a laugh. That's funnier than anything Stephen Colbert said in a long time. And uh, pretty amazing stuff. So, And the, uh, the race for Speaker of the House, because the Republicans, Fox News has still not called the race for the Republicans in uh, taking control of the House of Representatives. Yesterday, NBC News did, and then they suspended that reporter with the Pelosi story that they pulled and buried and erased like uh, Leon Trotsky in, uh, in group photos. But uh, never mind that. But we've got people like Josh Hawley saying the old party is dead. Republican Party. Time to bury it and build something new. Looks like, uh, you know, Mumbles is going to become the Speaker of the House without uh, the ability to complete a sentence or a cogent thought. But, uh, you know, I guess uh, longevity uh, is uh, virtue all all its own. Uh, Pretty amazing stuff. But there is uh, some at least pushback by some conservative Republicans in the House, the Freedom Caucus and beyond, 
that Kevin McCarthy should not become the Speaker of the House, that we should have someone that has some metal backbone that can articulate thoughts clearly and cogently. Um, might be setting the bar too high. As I said yesterday, if the title uh, of the job were Singer of the House, I would expect the person to be able to sing. Uh, the title is Speaker of the House. I would like to think that the person that holds the position would be able to speak clearly, cogently, intelligently, even off the cuff. Remarkable stuff. But we've got uh, some of that for you. Uh, also, uh, from the Gateway Pundit, um, Wayne Root, you've been gaslighted. Democrats just stole another election. And he has some very interesting observations on this topic that I would like to share with you as well. President Trump expected to make a big announcement this evening at Mar-a-Lago in Florida. You know, the one that the FBI raided. And, you know, there's a front there. I think there are six Trump stories in the Washington Post A section today. And one of them is that he took home the classified documents because of his ego. Front page story. Like, that's uh, somehow, you know, Joe Biden, on the other hand, uh, thinks he's in Colombia when he's in Cambodia, you know, the place where the commies uh, pull pot, they stacked the heads and the skulls, made pyramids out of them like it was the Middle Ages in the Middle East. Uh, but never mind that. So we got some of that. Uh, Matt Gates blast Kevin McCarthy. Uh, good stuff. Andy Biggs says he's challenging Kevin McCarthy for the speech speakership. And there's a story that I, I can't wait to get to. It was in the Sunday Washington Post and in Parade Magazine, which comes in uh, the Washington Post as well. Uh, and and it's, it is the doomsday cult. You know, the Democrats, they're raising their children and they're trying to convince the nation and the world that, uh, that we're on the precipice of Armageddon. In fact, Biden used the word Armageddon in a fundraiser recently with the Democrats. He was talking about the commies in Russia and the Ukraine war. But the uh, Washington Post magazine, day before yesterday, the cover story, What Doomsday Looks Like. And there's a skull with a nuclear symbol in it and fires and a volcano and bombs falling and white men screaming angrily. Because, you know, that's the big problem. I, I saw that in the Post, too. And uh, what doomsday looks like. And then right next to that in Parade Magazine in the same paper, do you have climate anxiety? Climate anxiety and what to do about your climate anxiety that the Democrat Party has inflicted upon you. By the way, we had some climate change today, didn't we? It's much colder today than it was yesterday, which is climate change. Were it much hotter, that would be global warming. It's much cooler today, climate change. We are at 888-630-9625. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. Hey, it's Chris Plant inviting you on our 2023 sea cruise. Next June, we'll be headed to the beautiful Mediterranean, sailing from Barcelona to Portugal, with stops in Ibiza, Casablanca, and more. For details, visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Uh, Joe Biden may be at death's door. I, I don't want to alarm you. But there have been some developments out of Bali and Indonesia, and I will share them with you coming up. The Cambodian prime minister, for example, Hun Sen, his name is Hun Sen. Wasn't he on Bonanza? 
the uh, Cambodian, or as Joe Biden calls him, the Colombian prime minister. The Cambodian prime minister, Hun Sen, tests positive for COVID-19 after hosting summit. After hosting summit. And then I have this alarming news for you. Biden unexpectedly skips gala dinner at G20 summit, retires to hotel. So it's a hotel. You have to click on it before you get the next two words. Retires to hotel. Biden unexpectedly. But why would he skip? This is the all-important, the denouement of the event of the G20. Uh, and the French call it the G20. Not really. But they, the, uh, so Biden unexpectedly skips the gala dinner at G20. Why? Uh, retires to hotel. Um Maybe he found out they show Hazel on the on the in-house TV system. But uh, that is worthy of note, I've got to say. And the fact that Hun Sen, apparently his real name, tested positive for the Wuhan Red Death after the summit. And then Joe Biden is like, I'm sleepy. I want a chicken pot pie. What channel is Hazel on? Somebody get me some soup. Uh, let's go to the uh, telephones. And I've got uh, I've got more for you on that as well. Let's go to uh, let's go to Rodney calling from Camden, Delaware. Rodney, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You betcha. Um, I have been watching what's going on, and I'm I am pleased myself. I I truly believe we are going to take the house. Uh, I agree with you. Kevin McCarthy is not the man we need. Uh, Mitch McConnell is certainly not the man we need. Unfortunately, I heard this morning that Mike Pence is throwing full 100% support to both of them. Yeah, yeah, I saw that uh, too. And, um, you know, what are you going to do? It's a crazy party. They don't goose step together like the Democrats, do they? No, they don't. There is no unity, and it's, 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 it's frustrating as hell for someone like me. I'm a lifetime Republican. The reason why I called Chris was, uh, and I love your idea, things that, that – aren't. Uh-huh. And something I've felt for a very long time is planned parenthood isn't. See, there's another one. We got another one. We're going to we're going to come up with a lexicon. I'm going to have to publish a book of things that aren't thanks to the Democrats. If you've never met a planned parenthood baby, I'm happy to let you know that I am one. This is the Chris Plant show. Yes. Uh, the headlines are uh, not encouraging. I, Come on. I, um, our beloved news media, our treasured, revered news media, you know, the number one threat to our democracy, according to the New York Times and the survey they took with Siena College, News media is the number one threat to our democracy. A number two threat to our democracy is the Democratic Party, which isn't. And as Rodney said, adding to our things that aren't list, Planned Parenthood isn't. That's good, too. I like that. That's that's good stuff. Now, Joe Biden, he is uh, overseas. He took Air Force One. It's a big airplane. It's ours. And he... Uh, he flew first to Egypt to Sharm el-Sheikh. Didn't he give away billions of dollars there for the weather also? 
All right, he just talked about giving away billions of dollars, and now he's giving away $20 billion to Indonesia, which is more money than they've ever seen all at once. And it's to fight the, the uh, climate because, you know, they're uh, never steal anything small, I guess. But uh, here's Joe Biden in Bali, Indonesia. He's got, he said, oh, got, uh, excuse, I got, a, I got a little case of the woo, he says. I've traveled this week. And it's been clear just how closely the world and our allies and our competitors as well have been following our elections at home. <clears throat> excuse me, I have a little cold. Uh-oh, he's got a little cold. You know, when, it, when it, he's about to turn 80, he turns 80 this month, 80 years old, I think, this month. And he was never very sharp. When he was 40, he wasn't very sharp. When he was 60, not very sharp. And he's not very sharp at 79. I can't imagine he's going to get any sharper at 80. But there he is. I, <laughs> I got a little cold. He's just got a little cold. That's how it starts. Am I right? And before you know it, um, he's back in the hotel room with his favorite socks on, sitting in a high chair, swinging his feet back and forth, watching Hazel singing the opening music and stuff. He loves that Mr. B. He loves Shirley Booth. Uh, and uh, he's got somebody there to dab the food off of his chin because he's Joe Biden. Now, that'd be fine. <clears throat> I got a, little, got a little cough. That'd be okay if it weren't for the fact that the Cambodian Prime Minister, Hun Sen, tested positive for COVID-19, the Wuhan Red Death, after hosting the summit. That's okay, right? Because how does that affect Joe Biden? And then Biden unexpectedly skips gala dinner at G20 summit, retires to hotel. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a little cold. I go, it's just a little cold. Really, it's nothing. I'll just walk it off. It'll be fine. I, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna put him, they're going to, Air Force One does have uh, adequate medical facilities on board. I've done a thorough tour of one of the 747s and the into the medical facility and and all of that. And he travels with a medical doctor, uh, usually a, an Air Force colonel who's a medical doctor, travels with the president and uh, maybe a naval officer. But they have a medical doctor that travels with the president at all times. And I'm sure that he's getting the very best of care. Nurses who would actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move, to get, get me moving. Yeah, I've seen people do that with kittens, too. Uh, <laughs> it's a kind of a thing. President Biden unexpectedly skipped the gala dinner Tuesday at the G20 summit in Bali, Indonesia, returning to his hotel room for the evening. Sure. You think he's been drinking or something? Maybe, maybe he's been drinking. It's unclear why Mr. Biden decided uh, on the last-minute change to his schedule, which came at the end of a full day of meetings. Peter Ducey at uh, the Fox News Channel, he's traveling with the president, and he is also in Bali, Indonesia. Breaking news would be that President Biden is missing the G20 leaders' dinner. He is supposed to be at a supper right now, Eight. 10 in the evening here in Bali, Indonesia with Come on. everybody that flew in. Uh, if you're the U.S. president, you spent basically two days flying to get here for a dinner like this. You got MBS there. You got Trudeau there. She is also there if anything was left on the table. Uh, yesterday, we did hear President Biden tell us that he had a cold. Uh and he has tested negative for COVID, despite the Cambodian leader from our last stop being positive now. 
but we do not know uh, exactly what is going on with the president. They called an early lid. So we will keep you posted on what exactly is going on with that was a bad edit, but a good soundbite. That was a um, the uh, Peter Ducey, uh pretty thorough report. He he built in everything I built in the President Bali, and he said I had it cold, and he got all that stuff in. I hadn't uh, heard that. That's pretty good. White House officials stressed that Mr. Biden does not have COVID nineteen. The Washington Times reports one of your newspapers of record in Washington D.C. along with the Examiner, and uh, gosh, the Free Beacon. We've got real papers. Just not the Washington Post, owned by Dr. Evil. Travels by submarine, lives in a hollowed-out volcano. But the White House offered little explanation for the sudden move. Officials said the president had spent a full day in meetings and needed to attend to a few things. Yeah, like uh, an episode of Hazel and some nappy time. little nappy time in his comfy socks. He likes his comfy socks at the end of a day of meetings. They did not elaborate beyond stressing that there was, quote, nothing urgent that commanded Mr. Biden's attention. Now, that's a lot of hooey. The G20 summit, and you already said MBS is there, Mohammed bin Salman, uh, the uh, acting monarch of Saudi Arabia, the uh, French, little Frenchy French president guy there, and, and all the world leaders are there. And the president of the United States is the big dog at the dance, right? You know, it's like being the prom king. And uh, the prom king just went back to his room for some nappy time because <laughs> I got a little... <laughs> and <laughs> reminds me of uh, Monty Python and, and the Holy Grail, you know, uh, bring out your dead, uh, I feel fine. I, I want to go for a walk, you know, because Joe Biden, I mean, he was <laughs> pretty embarrassing. I, uh, and, and it's not only embarrassing, it's telling. And it, and it is, if I were a family member, and thankfully I'm not, because it would increase the likelihood that I'd be addicted to crack and Russian hookers. But I'd have a lot of money from overseas, wouldn't I? I'd have a lot of overseas money. Speaking of which, there was a kind of a funny story, I think, in the Washington Post yesterday, was it, about the, uh, they're still, they're assailing Trump. Uh, the news media is because they represent the interests of the Democrat Party. But an amazing story yesterday about the, uh, the former, it's no longer the Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C., but it's, uh, what is it now, a Waldorf Astoria, I think because uh, they did such a beautiful job remodeling the hotel. But there's a story that pretended to break yesterday that they're examining the money from foreign governments that went to the Trump Hotel when it was the Trump Hotel in Washington, right? And now this is a spectacular, beautiful hotel on Pennsylvania Avenue, halfway more or less, between the White House and the Capitol. Um, one of the great hotels in Washington, D.C., one of the great buildings in Washington, D.C., well over 100 years old. And here's the story. Documents detail foreign government spending at Trump Hotel. Uh, foreign government spending at Trump Hotel. And they're very excited about this. The, the, uh, the people at the New York Times, very excited. Documents detail foreign government spending at Trump Hotel. Um, it's Washington, D.C., you morons. 
And it's a beautiful hotel halfway between the White House and the Capitol. You morons at the New York Times. Officials from six nations spent more than $750,000 at former President Trump's hotel in Washington when they were seeking to influence his administration, renting rooms for more than $10,000 per night, according to documents. So it wouldn't take very long to to have $750,000 then, would it? They're attempting to influence. The governments of Malaysia, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, the United Arab Emirates, Turkey, and China spent more money than previously known. They already knew, but now it's more than previously known. At the Trump International Hotel at crucial times in 2017 and 2018 for those countries' relations with the United States. Now, this is so ridiculous. Let me, there's a Four Seasons Hotel in Georgetown. Let's go there and see how much foreign money was spent at the Four Seasons Hotel in Georgetown in Washington, D.C. during that same time period. And I think you'll see a great deal more money than that, with suites more expensive than that. And uh, let's. And since it's $750,000, tui, that makes me laugh. Are you kidding me? Hunter Biden was being paid $980,000 a year by Ukraine for a no-show job, and now... We're funneling billions and billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine. And Joe Biden went there and threatened to withhold a billion dollars in loan guarantees to the government of Ukraine unless they fired the federal prosecutor that was investigating corruption at Burisma Gas Company, the one that was paying Hunter Biden just shy of a million dollars a year, along with his friend Devin Archer. A million dollars a year. Devin Archer has since been convicted of crimes for shaking down a Native American tribe in the United States. He found a poor Native American tribe to shake down, though. So this is completely ridiculous on every level, but it is uh, any hotel in Washington, D.C. takes in huge gobs of money from representatives of foreign governments because it's Washington, D.C. It's the capital of the United States. And uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the Four Seasons is, I think, more expensive. And if you go to the Four Seasons... Uh, it's very, very expensive. You go to the bar, you go to the restaurant. It's full of foreign-talking people talking some other kind of language. <laughs> because there are people from all over the world in Washington, D.C. on any given day, and they need some place to sleep. They're not going to sleep in front of Union Station. They're not meth heads and crackheads like Hunter Biden. But that's a big story. That's a big story for them. I... Uh, I also, I want to share this uh, story with you. There's, it's a double story. It's the Washington Post, uh, What Doomsday Looks Like, on the cover of the Washington Post magazine day before yesterday on Sunday. And there is a scary skull with a melting nuclear symbol in one eye with bombs falling off to the right and a factory with smoke coming out and a big fire. And there are huge, it looks like almonds falling from the sky. Maybe they're supposed to be boulders, but they look like almonds. And then there are angry white men screaming, and they're very angry, and they look like uh, they're satanic because they're white people, you know. And there's a volcano erupting, and it says what doomsday looks like. The threats are piling up. Can humans meet the challenge? I, I, I think the answer is no. I think we're doomed. Aren't we doomed? Um, and then in the same edition of the Sunday Washington Post, they got a story in Parade Magazine. Can, uh, do you have climate anxiety? How worry about the environment can affect your health and what to do uh, it, uh, and what to do about it instead 
by Wayne uh, Kalen. Kalen. And it certainly reminded us of uh, Katie Porter terrorizing her nine-year-old daughter. I have a nine-year-old daughter. I have three kids. And I told my nine-year-old daughter that I was going to be speaking with you. And I said, what do you think about the climate change? Greta. Climate change. And she said, the earth is on fire and we're all going to die soon. Naturally. And I asked her how that made her feel. And she said it made her feel angry. She's got an angry, apocalyptic, death cult nine-year-old because Katie Porter who's uh, uh, in a squeaker, still haven't figured out who won, and uh, how worrying about the environment can affect your health. And he writes, when I meet with friends these days, we don't just talk about jobs or the crazy stock market. We also trade stories about the drought in Somalia, which has been ongoing since Jesus Christ walked the earth. But never mind that. The fires out west which happen all the time, talk to the Indians about it. Floods and cattle and wildlife dying in pastures, forests from oppressive heat. I don't sleep well these days uh, as my worries pile up. Uh, am I running the air conditioner in my car too much? Yes, you are. You should turn it off. You shouldn't drive at all. What will happen to the stranded polar bears? Is what will happen to the stranded polar bears. Should I get an electric car, flood insurance? Should I stop eating meat? Yes, you should do all those things. <laughs> you should. And then they, they go on and on about how, how he and the, his friends are in a panic about the weather and the future. And he knows women that don't want to have the children they're pregnant with because, and then they talk to, you know, uh, doctor people who say it's a real condition. And then they tell you at the Washington Post, it's like Greta von Funberg, who's everywhere. And, you know, the earth is on fire. We're all going to die soon. How dare you? And uh, they, then they recommend, uh, they have some recommendations. One, don't let anyone minimize your feelings. I would never do that. My feelings are very, very important to me. Embrace the, embrace the three Ps of the personal, professional, and political, and advocate for climate. Um, Move to Jonestown and uh, in Guyana and drink the Kool-Aid. And then uh, take news fasts, that is, take uh, breaks from news. And don't worry alone. Join a group uh, in person or online that shares your feelings and values. Because, you know, the weather is causing anxiety. And they're the ones creating the anxiety. And now they're drowning in their own anxiety because the weather is kooky. This is all wrong. It is all wrong. But this is, uh, and this is uh, the final print edition of Parade Magazine. Uh, do you have climate anxiety? And they tell you to join a group, maybe loot, maybe loot places and burn them. And then in the same newspaper, what doomsday looks like with skulls and volcanoes and angry white men with clenched fists who are yelling. And um, it's, you know, you guys, this is why the New York Times found that uh, the news media is the number one threat to our democracy, uh, just ahead of the Democratic Party. It's life or death. It's life or death. I mean, if we don't do something, Orange County is going to feel like Las Vegas, and that would be the end of the world. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. We're screwed. Just walk outside in winter in a lot of places, and it's either way worse than you're used to or way warmer than you're used to. And either way, it's bad. It's heads I win, tails you lose. That's AOC. She's terrified by lettuce and garbage disposals. 
Also, the New York Fake Times has FBI had informants in Proud Boys. Court papers suggest they had uh, at, at lo- looks like at least eight informants before January 6th, January 6th. And I've got that story for you coming up because it's uh, here we go again. The rotten, stinking FBI. Let's go to uh, let's go to Mitch calling from central Illinois. Mitch, you're on the Chris Plant show. Chris Plant. Yes, sir. Love to come to see you up there in that Chicago, but I wouldn't set foot in that city for nothing. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> we live downstate, and, uh, you know, we just elected J.B. Fat Pritzker again. Yes. Well, we didn't. Yeah. We, we didn't. But uh, it's like you live in a prison down here. You can't get anything done. I mean, it's just Chicago. The Chicago area carries the whole state of Illinois, no matter what you do. And then we thought we got rid of Michael Madigan. But it's still the same answer. Yeah, the speaker, the de- cro- the crooked Democrat speaker in uh, in uh, Springfield, right? The Democrat leader. He sh- he should be in prison with the rest of these phony baloney governors that we've had. But it doesn't seem to work out that way. Yeah, well, it's uh, you know it's the Democrat machine in Illinois, and it's uh, been corrupt forever. They're proud of the corruption. You know, when you're governor of Illinois, there is about a fifty-fifty chance that you're going to go to the penitentiary after you finish up your time as governor. Exactly. I'm 60 years old. I'm just about, I did move to Texas and that's what I'm calling you about. I moved to Texas for a while, but then I have elderly parents that got sick. And so I had to move back, but I did live in, in, uh, in Texas. And, uh, that's what I called you about. I was watching, I still watch a, a Fox news station out of, uh, of, uh, Houston. And last night I was watching a report on, uh, um, Fox News about uh, irregularities right. in the Harris County judging system, the election system. They apparently in uh, some of the uh, blue precincts, uh, fortunately, ran out of uh, uh, printer paper for wow. almost, up to almost four and a half hours. That can be a big problem. Those rascally Democrats. <laughs> John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.